Welcome to another episode of the Daily Liturgy Podcast. This podcast is produced by Coram Deo Church in Omaha, Nebraska, for the benefit of Christians everywhere. If you like it, please share it with others. You can find credits and source information in the episode notes. As we begin today's meditation, let's quiet our hearts and minds before the Lord. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts, and see if there be any hurtful way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. A prayer of confession. Heavenly Father, you made me for your glory, redeemed me by your Son, and sealed me with your Spirit. Grounded in this new identity, I make my confession before you. I grieve today the many expressions of my self-centeredness. I am self-loving, self-serving, self-protecting, self-righteous, and self-interested. The habits of my heart revolve around self, and so your glory does not shine brightly for my life. By your grace, forgive my sin and conquer my selfishness. Establish your Son as the King of my heart and the center of my life. Amen. The Word of the Lord from the Old Testament, Hosea 5, 15 to 6, verse 6. I will return again to my place until they acknowledge their guilt and seek my face, and in their distress earnestly seek me. Come, let us return to the Lord, for he has torn us that he may heal us. He has struck us down, and he will bind us up. After two days he will revive us. On the third day he will raise us up, that we may live before him. Let us know. Let us press on to know the Lord. His going out is sure as the dawn. He will come to us as the showers, as the spring rains that water the earth. What shall I do with you, O Ephraim? What shall I do with you, O Judah? Your love is like a morning cloud like the dew that goes early away. Therefore I have hewn them by the prophets, I have slain them by the words of my mouth, and my judgment goes forth as the light. For I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice, the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. And now we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. 
The word of the Lord from the New Testament, Hebrews 7, 11 to 28. Now if perfection had been attainable through the Levitical priesthood, for under it the people received the law, what further need would there have been for another priest to arise after the order of Melchizedek, rather than one named after the order of Aaron? For when there is a change in the priesthood, there is necessarily a change in the law as well. For the one of whom these things are spoken belong to another tribe, from which no one has ever served at the altar. For it is evident that our Lord was descended from Judah, and in connection with that tribe Moses said nothing about priests. This becomes even more evident when another priest arises in the likeness of Melchizedek, who has become a priest, not on the basis of a legal requirement concerning bodily descent, but by the power of an indestructible life. For it is witnessed of him, you are a priest forever, after the order of Melchizedek. For on the one hand, a former commandment is set aside because of its weakness and uselessness, for the law made nothing perfect. But on the other hand, a better hope is introduced, through which we draw near to God. And it was not without an oath, for those who formerly became priests were made such without an oath, but this one was made a priest with an oath by the one who said to him, The Lord has sworn and will not change his mind, You are a priest forever. This makes Jesus the guarantor of a better covenant. The former priests were many in number, because they were prevented by death from continuing in office, but he holds his priesthood permanently because he continues forever. Consequently, he is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. For it was indeed fitting that we should have such a high priest, holy, innocent, unstained, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. He has no need like those high priests to offer sacrifices daily first for his own sins and then for those of the people, since he did this once for all when he offered up himself. For the law appoints men in their weakness as high priests, but the word of the oath, which came later than the law, appoints a son who has been made perfect forever. A prayer of adoration. Jesus, what a great high priest you are. Through your intercession and by your sacrifice, I am able to draw near to God. You are better than Melchizedek and better than the Levites. You have given me a better hope, better promises, and a better covenant. I rejoice in you today as my great high priest. The Word of the Lord from Psalm 126. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. When our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with shouts of joy, then they said among the nations, The Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for us. We are glad. Restore our fortunes, O Lord, like streams in the Negeb. Those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. 
He who goes out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shouts of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. O God, you are the restorer of fortunes. As the singers of this psalm reflect on their history with you, they remember the overwhelming joy of coming home from exile. Their captivity was great, and great was their deliverance. I too know the experience of captivity. So let me remember the prisons from which I've been set free. At my initial conversion, what a release from bondage I experienced. And since then, I've been emancipated from many troubles, from discouragement of spirit, from miserable backsliding, and from grievous doubt. These deliverances have come sometimes quickly and sometimes gradually. But in every case, I remember the joy which followed each emancipation. The Lord has done great things for me, and I am glad. So as I go about my work today, keep your great deliverance alive in my heart and let my mouth be filled with laughter. And now may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and always until the day of Christ's return. We wish you a wonderful Lord's Day tomorrow, and we'll see you on Monday for another week of the Daily Liturgy Podcast.